Hello, you're listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name's Andrew, and I'm joined here as always with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is another discussional podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, answer some great questions from our community members, and then say goodbye. So how are you doing, Chris? I'm just sleeping on the job. Apparently you, know? you passed out. <laughs> no, I was sleeping on the job. You're I mean... sleeping, okay. <laughs> well, it's nice that if you fall asleep at work, they just put you in the office. Yeah, they put me in the okay? office, ask if Typically, I Typically, when okay. I fall asleep at work, they fire me. <laughs> exactly. I... You fall asleep and they give you a nice chair. <laughs> exactly. Was it a comfy chair? <laughs> no. No. But, it, hey, I tried. <laughs> yeah. And you touched somebody's leg, and yes. they didn't fire you over that Exactly. Either. It was the back of your head when you were falling. It was falling. the back of my head, exactly. But <laughs> They're like, hey, you... Well, if it's just your head, that's fine. <laughs> wow, it's a really weird out-of-context conversation. <laughs> if you don't know good otherwise, you, do you... Are you, I should have asked you that beforehand. Do you, do you not want to record the podcast day? Because, I mean, that sounds kind of bad. <laughs> I know, right? No, I just uh, bumped my knee and uh, had a pain shock type things. things. Yeah. yeah, We were talking about that earlier. It's like, yeah, I've had that happen before. It's just kind of weird. It's just that aspect of like, this isn't that bad, but why do I feel nauseous? Yeah. <laughs> nauseous. I mean, it, you say it my, that way. my knee, you don't even see, a, there's not we even a figuring bruise. out that your knees are your reset button. That is my reset so button, So if I ever need to make you shut up, I just hit you in the knee and you fall over unconscious. <laughs> That's a total comedy skit right there. Just like, <laughs> shut up, Chris. Shut up, Chris. Shut up, Chris. Bam. Ugh. Falls over. <laughs> yes, that's great. But how you doing? <laughs> Other than that, fine. Good. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, as usual, we're at talkspirit.com. That's where you can go for all of our links, social media links, ways to get a hold of us, Discord, ways to support us, Patreon, tips, links, all that kind of stuff. It's really appreciated. If you're on YouTube, you can become a member of the channel itself. Greatly, greatly appreciate the support. Really doing well on YouTube right now. And it's mostly to do with you, Mushoku <laughs> Tensei. I'm trying really hard not to make the YouTube channel into a Mushoku channel. I, I'm like, okay, just these two days is nothing but Mashuko because it's, you know, the animes this day and, and the novels this day. And the rest I'll try to do other stuff. I don't want people to unsub, but the subs are going up, so obviously people like it. I just don't... I want to ease people into it because I don't want them to sub just for Mashuko and not enjoy the other stuff, I guess, mm -hmm. the thing. Because then after the Mashuko stuff is done, they all leave. It's like a variety streamer. It's like you, you do one thing and then you go variety streaming and everybody goes, I don't like this anymore because you're not playing my game. It's like that. Is that, is that is the content creator struggle that's yeah. always around. Uh, but trying to create other stuff that people enjoy. But as I told people, I really like talking about Mushoku Tensei. And if people want to watch it, I'm going to keep making it. Um, I have a video right now that I recorded. And I'm very, very unsure if I want to post it. Because it involves Sylphie. And as I joked with Chris earlier, Andrew is... I'm not afraid of Sylphie fans. But I kind of am. So <laughs> I'm I'm afraid of Sylphie fans well, just as I'm, as I'm afraid of Sylphie herself. We got in, into this weird conversation about that. It's like I I I I'm I'm technically a Sylphie fan. It's so funny because when I, I I think the first time I got my first massive Sylphie hate, I I went to Chris and I'm like, dude, I should have mistook a Monday. And I said something negative about uh, uh, Sylphie, and then I got people went nuts. I'm like, Chris. Sylphie fans are crazy. And Chris is like, well, I'm a Sylphie fan. And I'm like, oh, you're one of them. No, I think I was bringing up the thing that they got mad about. And you were like, well, I'm a Sylphie fan, too. And I'm like, oh, crap, you're not mad now, are you? Like, I legitimately was like, oh, crap, Chris is one of them. And no, it's it, scary. Like, it, I, it, I, it, it, not it, that all Sylphie fans are, like, 
vitriol about it. It's just like well, it's weird that no, no other, no other fandom anime story characters have I ever experienced that, which is great because that means that people really love that character and that's a sign of the writer. But at the same time, it's scary when I want to actually talk about the character. It's it's so one I'm of those on eggshells. It's one of those weird things uh, when when you stop and think about it. It's like I I. Like I said, I I really like uh, Sylphie. I I've always have. We 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 I I we got a weird kick out of it for the longest time uh, in our uh, Mashoko graduate g- group, where technically we have one of at least one of each um, girl in, in that group, and and we all they really, join the group. Yeah, they 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 join Roxy's the group in there. There's a Roxy. I gotta finish in there. the novel, guys. Sorry, no more Mushiko Mondays. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the, each one of us has, we, we, at, at some point you realize that all the girls are great and, and I, I can't imagine just being so stuck. Cause I, I absolutely adore Roxy. I absolutely love, uh, Edis. Each girl has their own thing that they are really, really fantastic in the story for. Um, I guess there's this aspect of um silky i think it's elsewhere conversations feel people i think well that's usually how it goes with me i absolutely adore norn i norn is in a class of her own um but and and i i i I absolutely loved when you you went through your uh that moment because that was literally one of the best parts of the the story that uh her her moment with uh rudius when she uh Be very careful. Be very not careful. Not in the anime yet. It is not in the anime. Um, but yeah, it that was a massive moment for me. It hit so hard, and to hear you going through the almost the same emotions that I did when I was uh, reading that, it it was a massive moment, and I absolutely fell in love with Norn, and I have loved her ever since. It's it's one of those things that I mean that's that's, that's I can to the, see the. Car- the the writing is that every character I think I love in some way. Yeah. And I know I, I can see Cliff. there's, I can, and I, used, I, I used to not, I, at some point I realized that I should not go. Oh, I don't like this character because I always, it was Ellen and characters. Ellen Elise. It's not just, it was Ellen Elise it's not just, because <laughs> it's not just a, it's not an, an aspect of like, I trust his writing. And it's not an aspect that I don't like the characters. I just assume that eventually they're going to do something. Not that they always have to be like, gosh, I love this person. Like, I'm simping for this character. I want this character <laughs> as a waifu or husbando. It's more of an aspect of, like, I understand them, and I really do appreciate what they are as a character, even if I don't, like, find them to be a waifu character. It's I it, like Goliad. Not when I'm a waifu. <laughs> well, I the the funny thing is, Every is like, for me, just wait, you'll love Goliad eventually. <laughs> For me, it, I got a kick out of watching you because I've been dying to wait to see if you would ever come around on Ellen Elise. And the fact that you did was, I think, a shining moment because I... Well, if you think about it, it was literally the beginning of season two that it all kind of shifts because before season two, it's just mostly she likes to sleep around. Yeah, and, and that that was the thing is is I, I got a kick out of it because I, every time I'd hear you talk about Ellen Elise, and it was like, I want to tell you he, she's not that bad. There's there's a lot of really cool stuff involved with her. Calm down. It's okay. <laughs> but no, I just I just sat there and waited and waited and waited. And, ha- and having you come kind of finally come around on her, it was like, 
Yes, finally. Um, it it was for me. It would probably have been um, uh, Zenobia. I, I, Zenobia. I did not Zenoba. like him. I Zenoba. Yeah, I didn't you like, like him. Master. I don't like. I didn't like him. I show. did God, finally kind of come around on him. He he's just kind of that I, goofy. I would admit buddy. the anime. The anime introduction of him is like. It's Beetlejuice, literally. Yeah. Yuki, why only when recording do you snore? <laughs> I, I, she never snores any other time until recording. And she gets tired of listening to us talk about Mashoka. <laughs> she's that tired. She's just like, when she's hearing us talk, she's like, oh gosh, I'm out of it. <laughs> Yuki. Yuki. Come here. Yuki, come here. He's having a good dream. Come here, Yuki. Come here. <laughs> I was having a come good here. dream. Leave me alone. I want a dream. But no, in the anime for the introduction of Zenoba, it's literally like... He's Beetlejuice from ReZero, and he's just over-the-top cockroach climbing on the walls and stuff, and he's a little bit kind of obnoxious, but I think it was really reading the novel through that section and really getting more perspective of him and really how tragic it is. And yeah, by the time that they came in, he comes in later in the picture with, obviously, season two of him coming back, it's just like, I, I love this guy. And, and I think a part of it was because of how I was portraying his character with the, the novel analysis. Um... He's such a bro. Like, he's such Julia, a bro. Julia was, was my turning point for him. It was literally how he dealt with her in a lot of ways. It, it, that kind of made it's me It's a go, replacement okay. brother. Like, he literally yeah. says, this is, I'm going to call her Julie, uh, Juliet, or Julie. Yeah. Um, Julius. Julius, sorry. I was like, what is the name? It's the male name. Um, I'm going to call him my brother that I killed because i couldn't control my own power and it's like mm -hmm. oh <laughs> oh ouch ouch that's how she gets her name it kind of hurts um which kind of sucks they didn't really get they didn't kind of emphasize that in the anime but it, it, the, the point's there he's naming after his brother uh but yeah i definitely see that but yeah anyways um mishuko <laughs> conversation of mishuko. like i said you get me talking about mishuko i enjoy it uh um, yeah chris don't get to talk about it much because he's always over there going uh, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> One of these days, we'll just have an entire podcast just talking about nothing but Mishoko. You know that's going to happen, right? I'll finish the last volume, and it's going to be like... In, all right, in it'll be like a 15-time... Like a 15-parter series. <laughs> I'm getting through like a volume every two months. Something like that. So it'll be sometime next year. Sometime next year. All right. We'll, but no, we'll, everybody's we'll saying like... Er, everybody's saying like the later volumes is going to be like every... Mishoko Monday is going to be an ep uh, a chapter. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be that much, but I, it could be. I don't know. I guess it depends on what... The length of the Mishoko Mondays always turns out to be when there's something in the chapter that I really want to dig into and theorize. That's the problem that most people have is that when they're reading through it, they're just going, all right, time to read volume 16. And they sit down for like a few hours and they're done. Me, it's like I'm doing a chapter and I'm actually analyzing each sentence. And that's something that most people find interesting with the Mishoko Mondays because I'm spot I'm I'm noticing context in there that they just kind of skim over because they just read it as a sentence that yeah. bridges to the next sentence. Whereas I'm analyzing each sentence. Well, and so that, I'm seeing that's... that not that they don't see that meaning in it, but I'm kind of diving into it and really seeing the significance of it. Because I do think this writer's he doesn't write something for no reason. And, I've and had that... times where I literally get stuck on each sentence one by one. And, and I I fully admit that. I I I technically fell into that same category of I just I 
technically listen to it audio wise. And so I blitzed it and I missed a lot of the context and a lot of the stuff that you talk about. And it's, it's really nice to get, um, both, both the things that I missed and at the same time getting things that I, I caught, uh, confirmed. And unfortunately, in a lot of cases, some of the things that I, I caught that you have missed, but it's not very often that, that you do that, uh, mostly because you're just so hyper analyzing everything. Um, so it is, it is kind of fun to do that, but at the same time, yeah, I, it, it kind of sucks that I can't confirm, deny, or point at anything because technically anything I say literally is spoiler. I cannot believe you just spoiled that. I spoiled something. You spoiled that you can spoil things. <laughs> that means that something's going to happen. <laughs> but no, that that has been the, the struggle for most people while I was starting the whole process is a lot of people are like, you know, we had a few people for a while that were like, you know, go faster. You know, don't get stuck on this too much. But I think eventually we got to this point where I think most everybody that listens to or watches the Michigan Mondays is under the understanding that this is how it goes. I mean, this is like I explained to a lot of people. It is the web novel release experience. I am reading chapter by chapter as Refugian's releasing them. Whereas everybody, you know, that's reading the light novels probably getting a whole novel, a whole volume, and they're blitzing through the whole thing. And it's sort of like that whole episodic versus full dump anime experience sort of difference there is that idea of instead of Netflix where they release all 13 episodes and you you watch the whole thing and then you tell people what you thought of the ending because everybody watched the whole thing and you don't really have time to think about each individual issue. Instead, it's the Episode one comes out. Holy crap. That was a really cool episode. I like how they did this, this, and this, and this. Episode two comes out. Holy crap. I really like that. This, this, and this, 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 this happened. Um, so it is really the binge versus episodic kind of mentality. I think that's the best way to put it. And I, like I said, I think some people were frustrated at first, but I think at some point people just enjoy that. They like that aspect of like experiencing it with me as it goes along mm-hmm. rather than, you know, Say a year ago, I just posted a video saying my review of Mashoko Tensei novel series, and it's a ten-minute video. People go, "Yeah, cool," and that's it. It's it's a lot more of a long journey, and it's been a lot of fun for that, which makes me really scared about what I'm going to do next. Because my, <laughs> I mean, I was pretty dead set on that. I, I want to do a sentence we, of bookworm. We kind of, we kind of. Some people are saying do ReZero because that'll be the most popular. Obviously, if I wanted to keep the kind of viewership, I'd probably go. If I was driven by the, I want to keep the viewership. ReZero is the easiest next step because they're so... Those two writers are like almost feeling like they're in sync. But yeah, I want to do a sentence and I don't think that's going to have very good viewership. And the other one I want to do is Spice and Wolf and I think that's going to be even less viewership just because it's been around for so long. I, I, when me and Andrew got into this kind of random conversation about this particular subject and I was was kicking back and forth with him and I and I I did mention, you know, I think ReZero would probably be the obvious choice. Ascendance would be both a passion literally for me and Andrew. I I, I love Ascendance and I I know Andrew loves Ascendance as well. So Bookworm would be the obvious choice as far as passion is concerned, but ReZero is the I know that Andrew really loves uh ReZero and Going into that one would l- be a natural kind of progression as far as that. See, because I don't know if a sentence of bookworm has like that. That's the other thing, because I don't think a sentence of bookworm has like that. Dig into it type stuff. Yeah, dig into it and like theorize kind of thing. Like I, I know they, that it does have some stuff later on, but 
And well, I, do I don't know, know that the novels is a lot more in depth. Like I've heard that they they cut a lot, which usually happen, happens what, with adaptation. Zero? But with a sentence of bookworm, a sentence. I but again, I, I don't could, think that there's stuff there to really theorize on. Really. It, now, ReZero, I wouldn't say there. there's a lot of stuff that was kind of nicked, but I don't know that outside of like one or two characters, it's like, I don't understand why they didn't bring this character up at certain points in the, in the, um, the show, but yeah. at the like same Therese. time, huh? Like how they cut Therese from yeah. a certain, or, or the, or the, um, that's the best way to put that. A certain individual that was at the end of volume uh, five in the light novel series that cooked Rudy as something. For some reason, they decided to cut that from the first season. Yeah. And that's a kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a big. It, but I do understand the idea that Rudy didn't know who he was. And I, I guess that technically goes to the storytelling. It's like, so what would it matter if we knew? Rudy doesn't know. It's not going to affect him. But I mean, eventually he might show back up and say, why didn't you like my my food <laughs> karage <laughs> why didn't you like my uh my food anyways it's weird it's and and re-zero is 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 some, that that i know you would probably get more of a kick out of it as far as that's concerned i didn't get very far into it i got to pretty much where the show is um a little bit past it but at as Have it they stands right aimed for how many volumes it's gonna be because i know it's still ongoing um Currently, it's around four volumes of ReZero covered. Well, no, I mean, how many volumes are is he going to write? I don't know. They've said that I don't know. Going, I have no idea. I at least with Mashuko, I know that it's going to be. It's got an ending, even though they've talked about doing other stuff for it, which. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. I like that's one of those things of like, oh, so there's something else. I want to have. I don't want to know what even it might be. I don't want to know if it's a sequel because that implies things. I don't want to know if it's a restart. I don't want to know anything. Um, what on Mashuko? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to know. Any, I know they have the side story <laughs> stuff, which I'm hoping the we'll, side we'll stories. Over here. I that I I am going to put my foot down on that. You are doing Old Dragon Tail first. Period. Okay. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Apparently, that's what I'm doing. Yep. But like I said, they got to bring him. They got to. I hope her. so. I hope so. Old might, Dragon's Tale is awesome. I'm assuming that was written after Volume 25. I'm assuming. Mark. And so it was actually, from what I understand, it was written. What, 23. It was written after the um, 23 the other day, right? So we got two more volumes to get. Didn't you plug 23 into my my thingy? Question mark. I don't remember. It's right above your head. Uh, that's 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, it's yeah, 23. It's <laughs> I I have to go with the letters that I can actually read, and I just count over. I can read 20. There <laughs> it's is, hard to read 23. It's there, dark in here. I'm not blind. <laughs> there is the... Um, what is it? Re, uh, Redux? Mm. It's the one that... there. There's the one that came out, and it, he did write it afterwards. And then after that, he wrote Old Dragon's Tale, I want to say. And then there's one other one, Oblige. Um, Oblige is the last one you need to re read. Um, Old Dragon's Tale is first, and then um, uh, Redux or whatever it's the other one's called. I'm sure that there's a million comments about how do I not know that this is what it's called. I'll forget I know, by the I'm, time I get there, but it's okay because 
Adrian and Nerthly. Yeah, everybody, every, everybody's Adrian, going to make Adrian, hearing. Adrian and Nerthly disguised me everywhere. Like everybody's like, like that's like the whole thing with season two, episode zero. It's Except like for they Carby. said, don't watch the opening part, and I said, okay, I'm not watching the opening part. Everybody got angry. Why didn't you watch the opening part? Nothing happened. And then uh, later on, I get to volume thirteen, and I'm like, well, I guess that's why I didn't read watch that first part because now they're saying it. I trust those two. If they can point out something that minuscule that most people probably don't think is that big of a deal, I like that. Because I want to be more safe than well, sorry. It, it, so it, even, I, I, I accept their choices. Even even me, I it, it's like, I I don't, I like for that, that particular point, it was like, I kind of really am frustrated about what they revealed in that, that, that particular uh, uh, section. It's like, it's not clearly stated what happened, but yeah. at the same time, it is there. And it's like, if you're, if you're well, not I mean, careful, for it. it's, it's like, I, I do think that sometimes the directors and the creators and whatnot, I think they, they sometimes don't see the significance of things. It's hard to show that in visual medium and not show something. Yeah. I mean, they could have just cut it straight to her halfway falling down and then bam well, on even the pig. Then, but even it's then, like, they chose, they chose that. That's the same thing with the whole Sylphie necklace thing. Why did they do that? It isn't, it, it's not that it's a big deal, but at the same time, it's kind of weird. Why would you have Lilia say who the necklace was from? Whereas in the novel, he never knew. He thought it was Lilia. Why? That's a weird change. Again, unless they just think it's not that big of a deal and we don't want to have to explain this, just have her say it. Well, I wonder in some cases if it's just known that the the people who are going to be watching it are already have yeah, already, already technically read it. read it yeah and, it's, and that's my assumption because shoot what happened at that big reveal when they first announced that season two was coming up that the day it did they flashed on the screen the last volumes yeah and at the covers are massive spoilers and i'm like ah don't look <laughs> and everybody's like andrew don't look at the don't look at the stream i'm like i'm not looking already that's why i'm reading you type this it's bizarre, and I, I think that is. I, I think that's. I think that's really true. I think they, I think they understand that most of their their viewership is people that have read it, because obviously they they have the numbers for the novels. They know they've sold a bunch more ever since the first season. They probably figure that most people read on, and they're just doing this as a service now, which does suck because there's a lot of people that can't or just don't want to read the novels. They want to just watch the animated format of it, which is a it's a big it's a big bummer. And again, I think it partly is to do with the fact that I think some people just don't believe. Some people don't think things are as spoilery as, as other people's do. I mean, that's like the whole situation with Sylphie. It, literally, they were joking about it in the live stream. They're like, who could Fitz be? And then literally episode zero comes out and was like, okay. <laughs> and like, that could have been fun. Instead, everybody's frustrated it, it, with it, Sylphie. It, have you noticed that? I, I, I don't think he knows that, but I've noticed that with a lot of comments. It's like. I think because of how they're portraying Fitz, people are hating Sylphie. It's it's taken the mystique out of Fitz and instead put it on, why isn't she saying anything? Yeah. And it's like, wow. It's all in how you portray it, really. It really is. And, it, and it's funny because all you have is... I remember when I was going through it, I got so stuck on the hair. I really did get stuck on the hair. <laughs> I... I because I That's sat why there so badly wants to tell me something about the hair and I won't let him tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's so obsessed with the hair. I I literally did and and it and it's funny because I I had the same I I I remember um 
somebody else who was reading through it and and they were they were stuck on it as well. They kept going, no, this is this is obviously this is this character, and I'm like, well, it was the, it was a side story for me. I was convinced. I was convinced it was her, and, I, and I, that was my assumption was something changed her hair. But that one side story, I think, I think, I want to think that Refugian did it on purpose. One of the side stories, she walks out and greets Fitz, and I was like. That would have been perfect to animate that. Because, yeah. yes, it, it's a visual medium. It's going to be very obvious. Okay, it's a white-haired Sylphie. And people are constantly going, that's got to be her. She keeps talking about, I mean, she didn't do it in the anime, but in the novel, she kept talking about this master that taught her everything, and he's so genius, and she wants to get back to him. And, yes, they mention the fact that she's looking for a family and everything. But it was that, I was, like, dead set it's her. I mean, everybody knows it's that watched Mushoku Mondays. But then that side story, and I'm like, Okay, either she has a split personality. <laughs> she's got like some kind of split personality where one like one snap she suddenly becomes this other character. Or it's actually two people. Super bizarre. And it kept that mystique to me until eventually it's revealed. And I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But it's a and but again, it it, it allowed me not to be constantly going, why aren't you saying something? Why aren't you saying something? Why aren't you I just assumed that Sylphie was always off the side with Ariel. Constantly with Ariel because every time you heard about her, she was with Ariel. But no, she'd been with Rius the whole time as Fitz. That's the big twist. And the anime fans not to have that, it almost feels like a disservice. Yeah. Like it almost feels like it's painting her as just not wanting to commit. And if you know her story, you, you understand that it is it sucks. I understand it, it breaks my heart that she's not willing to say anything, but anime fans aren't really getting any of that. Instead they're getting frustrated. Why won't she say something? And it was only in this recent episode, finally, she said, I'm afraid of him not remembering me. Yeah. It's like, it took you nine episodes before you finally revealed that she's scared? <laughs> yeah, and, and that that that's the thing, is I I, I really adored the the constant... I, I made a joke uh, with Andrew and, and uh, Carbon when, when he was going through it. It was like, I adore... Uh, uh, Sylphie, but I love Fitz Senpai. And it kept throwing everybody off. This this is the joke. The joke is, okay, this massive reveal at some point. Yeah, I didn't I didn't cheat. I I it's still the same character. So it, it is kind of frustrating that watching it from even you the don't standpoint say it right, by the way. What? It's what would Master Fitz say? What would Master Fitz say? Um <laughs> Or what was Master Fitz do? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've used that one. Um, Himitsu. Um, I actually brought that up here recently with the... Um, nice show. <laughs> it's um, chapter 12 of volume 13. I finally brought it up again. It was this aspect of like Rudius couldn't figure out what to do. And he's like, he thinks about that. And I'm like, he's totally going, where's Master Fitz? I can't figure out what to do right now. Where's Master Fitz at? And he's looking around. And I have this little kind of little character on the screen that's popping in and out behind me um like it's totally like really is so funny volume one this is so funny and i'm i'm we're doing pretty dang good so far for all the anime onlys um volume one of mashoko and i just read this again here recently because this video i'm making um in that video or in that that first volume when paul makes the decision to send Rius off the reason why he's sending Rius off is because he's afraid of Rudius being around Sylphie. Laws, Sylphie's father, is like, she adores him. 
She adores your son. I cannot. I, it's just, it's an inevitability that they're going to get hitched later on. And Paul's like, I'm good with that. To have an, another cute daughter in the family, I'm perfectly fine with that. But the thing that stuck in his head was the day before was a conversation where Rhea said, can you can you pay for Sylphie too? Okay, can I get a job? Can you get me a job so I can pay for Sylphie's tuition? Paul didn't like that because he's literally making Sylphie dependent on him. And he's afraid of that. He's afraid that Rius, who has my blood, will eventually grow up and be just like me because he's got my blood and run off after other girls. And what if he doesn't choose Sylphie? She's so dependent on him that she would break. That's why he sent, that's why he sent Rudius off. And it's so funny that, again, like I said, this recent Mushiko Monday where I went this one chapter where literally Rudius is showing that he can't handle things without Sylphie. <laughs> and it's like it's full circle. He can't make this. He can't decide what to do in difficult situations because he needs Master Fitz. Um, and I, I just got a huge kick out of that. Like, holy crap, it's it's full circle now. He he can't be without her. <laughs> the reliable uh, Master Fitz is all it is. It's too funny. Are we done talking about Mushoko? Is there something else you want to talk about? I Mishoko? was <laughs> I was gonna say something, then you got got onto your uh, <laughs> my my, my selfie thing. Random volume. Self- There's self- so much good stuff in volume one. Like that's such a such a good start. Like it's it was. so surprising how good that first volume is. It's one of those ones where I can read parts of it and I can still kind of go, it's like that. There's still parts of it that I can read and go, holy crap. It's it almost feels like it's tied in with right now, 12 volumes later. Like everything has significance in it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have a really, I know I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I'm going to have a really long Mushoku Tensei novel review. I don't even know where to. It's it's one of those ones where it's gonna be so difficult to talk about without spoiling things. Is it? it will I be allowed to talk in that one? You can. Like I said, we're gonna have like a fifteen hour podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> so if you want both, we can just video record the whole thing of us sitting in here. Might like, as well. Like it's one of those ones where like you can skim through the video and it's like a fifteen hour long video and like you can see us like slowly over time slouching over and our eyes getting more tired and we're starting to slouch down more until the very end we pop back up and go that was great. <laughs> It'll be that long of it. I mean that's literally us when we do our debates or our um, yearly anime uh, debates. It's like that whole thing of. I just know if you re- if you listen to the first part of it and the last part of it, it probably sounds like we're just completely dying. <laughs> um, we've gotten to the point where we're, we're doing good at cutting it down and condensing it. Like, I do a lot of pre-setup with what shows we're actually going to have in each category. Oh, dude, <laughs> Ira mentioned the other day, we got to start the, the, the community picks. I'm like, is it that time already? Yeah, technically right now we're oh going to start gosh. doing our winter picks. Because we do, for those who don't know, Discord, again, Takuspirit.com, there's a link there. I think I also have Discord.Takuspirit.com, I think it's a uh, thing to go directly directly there. But no, it's like, um, we start now with our community picks for the best of the year. That way, we can have about a week to two weeks, depending on the, the topic, and people can select and vote what their picks are. And so we start now because we have seasonals. We have best girl, best boy. We have best adventure and action, all these different genres. Then we have the best of the year at the very end. So by the time we get to around the first week of January, that's when we're picking fall and we're picking the best of the year. So it's giving it plenty of time. That's why we start now. Unlike other services that decide to do their nominations while the seasons are still going on, 
I won't say the name of it. <laughs> we let people have plenty of time to pick that. And we already know, uh, most. I'm assuming most people know what their best for winter and spring is because it's been gone for a while. So, yeah, we're starting that. And that scared me when he brought that up. I'm like, oh, God, we're doing that already. So, yeah, yeah that, expect that, that to pop up. We'll have a channel for it. That's just crazy that we to suddenly realize that we're this far into the, the year. But I guess, yeah, we're into the ninth month of the year now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We got uh, previews for fall coming up in literally two weeks. Oh. <laughs> and it's a big season, Chris. Of course it is. Did I tell you that? Wouldn't surprise me We're going on, like, I think 66 or 67 shows right now listed for next season. Anything looking exciting? <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff, Chris. Ugh. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, It's going to be a... It's going to be a massive season. I, I can't even keep up with 40 shows. What are you talking about? And I'm going to go into 60 shows. Let me see. What was the big one? Um, I know there's one that's like a super big one for me. Um, holy crap. My, my, <laughs> my thing still zoomed extremely out. That's right. A girl and her guard dog. Yes. No, it's Ferrin. Ferrin's like literally, I think Ferrin's like the biggest excitement for me. And having that two hour premiere for it is just... It's massive. Like I, I'm hyping myself up. I have read a little bit of it, but I, I am hyping myself a lot. I mean, Faraway Paladin's coming back. Under Ninja, Doctor yes. Stone's coming back. Faraway Pen Paladin, sixteen bit. Um, the the Aoyuki as the Alchemist girl. Um, that's coming out. Remember that one that was like super gorgeous looking. Apothecary uh, Diaries. That's gonna be that's gonna be insane. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you you have to see the pictures of it. It's got Aoyuki. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Aoyuki. Oh, yeah. Heat the pig liver. That's big. Um, what was the other one? I know there's something else. A lot of returning shows, though. I'm pretty hyped for Faraway Palette. That's right. That's finally coming back. St. Magic Powers Omnipotence getting a second season. It's finally coming, Chris. It feels like they announced that forever ago. Legit My family is coming back. But it's it's crazy, and then we still have Hulk and everything's still going on. Hulk, Dark Gathering, Jesus Kaisen's still going, Rurouni Kenshin's still going. It's crazy. Like I said, a good sixty. It's over sixty-five. I know that. But it's just gonna be. It's it's like they didn't learn anything from winter, so we're doing this again. <laughs> uh, I plan on making a video sometime this week about talking about that because like it goes back to that whole discussion about why winter was so crazy, and I thought they learned their lessons. Anaplex isn't the, involved this time. With Winter, it was like Anaplex had like five, six shows, and it was mostly all their shows that were delaying. Doesn't seem to be the case this time around. Um, and you have big hitters like Madhouse that's coming out with such a crazy start, and I'm assuming they have pretty much a good bit of Ferrin done because a lot of it's in the PVs. So, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared for anime right now. There's a lot of really good-looking shows, too. Like, Shangri-La looks really fantastic. Um, Ferrin looks amazing. Uh, uh, Fully Coolie, I think, looks pretty good. Not gonna watch it. Yeah, Under Ninja. We've been waiting for that for forever. Holy crap! It feels like they announced it for Under Ninja like <laughs> forever ago, and it's finally coming out. But anyways, look, we got we got some we got some news to go through, Chris. We we talked what? for Wait, like a half uh, hour. No, uh, Michelle Kutensei. Um. So yeah, Roxy. Roxy. Yeah, we love Roxy. Yeah, she she's great. We love Eris. Nobody could tell that I like Roxy. We love it. But no, I'm on, I'm on the same page with you. I <laughs> totally do this. I'm on the same page with you that I, I I like pretty much every single character in the show. Um, I think most people's frustration that I have around Sylphie is I just don't find her to be the best. And I think that's what upsets people. 
You have to you and have well, to say they're the I, best. My my old It's like they come in the chat and they go, "Who's the best?" And I'm like, "Well, I I prefer Roxy, but I like all of them. But who's the best?" <laughs> Is it my character? Well, what and I was, when they're saying that they have an they have an avatar, their their profile picture is of Sylphie, and you're like, it's totally Sylphie. <laughs> <laughs> it's or um, like or like uh, it, there's was it um I don't yeah it was I think it was Noah um, Noah on our in our chat for the Michigan Mondays always pops in and, and gives a donation every single Michigan Monday and says Sylphie's best girl. And I'm like, yeah. And I just do a bunch of Sylvie emotes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say when I was bringing up the whole Norn thing is, is there is this aspect that um, of a with Norn, her going through what she went through, and and me wanting you get this kind of protectiveness about these certain characters, but. I don't know that I like you were mentioning earlier is once the once the book is closed, it's 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 a book. Yeah, I, I love the story. I love the characters. Each one of those characters. Are you saying is, that Norn's not a real person? No, Norn is not a real person. <laughs> um, Aisha's not a real person. <laughs> Hentai des. Hentai des. Um, no, I and, and, and I think that Sylphie is technically in that category of a character that you want to protect type person and shit she does not need protecting no she does that girl but, kills, um, that girl my, kills. <laughs> my point is is that i think that that is kind of her um her persona is the the kind of cutesy um more childhood uh, friend that got chi- bullied yeah childhood friend that got bullied and she is brings up those desires to protect and so that is kind of maybe why I don't know. I don't understand people when they can't disconnect. So I'm just throwing it out. There. I mean, it is a it's an interesting broader question mark with a lot of this stuff. Like I said, I I have never really faced it with any other fandom, but with this one. But that is technically a thing that sometimes when we all have fun with the waifu debates. I mean, we do that with everything. Every every show we watch, we always have that fun of going, "Who's best girl?" Like Snafu. I like Yu Yu Gahama. You go to Sword Art Online, there's people that like, you know, Oz, uh, there's a billion girls in that show. <laughs> you pick your characters and... Silica's best girl. I was trying to think of the, the blacksmith girl. I haven't watched that show in uh, so long. Liz, I, Liz? Liz? Liza? Yeah, I think it is. Um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth or whatever, yeah. Um, we all have like our best girls and it's like once you... And we always have that fun debate. It's a fun debate. I, I just got but Asada, Asada, really... Asada, 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 Asada. <laughs> Come it, Andrew. Hate that scene. Because I like that character too, but gum that scene messed me up. <laughs> he ruined you. You ruined let the me. bad guy ruin your perspective of a character. But I don't know. Like I said, I, I think it's fun with every single anime to have the waifu debate. I, I think it is a fun thing. Um, to say why you like something or not. But I, I will admit that I've gotten to a point where for a lot of those debates, I don't really get involved with them just because I just don't care to get the conversation. I just like I have better things to spend my, th- my time. It's fun. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a Debbie Downer with the whole situation, but and I'll still express who I like. But the debate is where it's like, I just don't feel it anymore. Like, I don't feel the desire to get in there and it's and, and make my my voice heard and give my reasoning for why everybody should accept that i'm right and they're wrong it's it 
there is this aspect of it can be fun for a little while until you start getting really kind of pushy with it. And or you like, repeat yourself. <laughs> yeah, it, you can't, you can't, you can't push it so far that it just. And that that I think is one of the God, things. The that, last no, there was another one that was super heated. Darling in the Franks. Holy crap! Ichigo and Zero Two. That was <sighs> Ichigo did nothing wrong. Was the name Ichigo right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, that got nasty. People got nasty with that whole thing. And it was a lot to do with that fact of that kiss. It's like suddenly everything just exploded on the internet. It was like, wow. Again, do we not disconnect? Like, they were threatened. There was, I'm not saying everybody did this. There was people threatening the writers. They were threatening the writers over that whole thing. And it was like... I understood why the character did it. There's nothing. I don't necessarily see something wrong. Are people going to be threatening me now? <laughs> you don't talk about that because somebody threatens somebody. They're going to threaten you now. Um, it is. It is. It is. It's always interesting when it gets to that point where it's like, okay, y'all so going down a about, path I can't so, follow. So, um, <laughs> yeah, about those Dodgers. <laughs> so, anybody watching good football games lately? I really like the Eagles. <laughs> Just trying to think of anything. <laughs> so you like NASCAR? <laughs> I like when they turn left. It's really cool. <laughs> A lot of them. Um, it is. It's it, it's bizarre. It, it like I said. I just. I don't know. I can just I can just assume that it's just people that get a little bit too passionate about it. And I and again, I, like I was mentioning earlier, and I didn't get to talk about it. I, I do think there's an aspect of. Sort of the wind-up effect. I'm going to call it the wind-up effect. I don't really have a better term for it. I think I've thought of something to call it before because it is a term that I want to make because I feel I'm running into it too much. It's like the whole ex-girlfriend kind of thing that we 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 made that term, the ex-girlfriend, um, the sort of online ex-girlfriend syndrome where somebody everybody loves it and then later on it's like they broke up with you and you're trying to tell everybody how nasty she is. Don't go watch her. It's the same thing with this one. It's like a wind-up effect where I... I, a good example was Trigun Stampede. When I was watching Trigun Stampede, I was doing videos on it. People were enjoying watching it, and I would every episode I would do an impressions video, talk about my thoughts of the episode. And, of course, there was the lack of a certain character that was literally my favorite character of the original series. And I talked about it the first few episodes. Like, wow, it's crazy that she's not here. And then later on, way late in the series, something happens that kind of opens the door to that character showing up. And I made the joke. Oh, this would be the perfect time for her to show up. It was, it was something like that. I talked. To, I, I just made a passing joke because I knew that there were certain people that didn't like people bringing it up. Like, it, it's she's not there. Stop talking about her. I made a, like a one-sentence joke in this, like, 12-minute-long video. One sentence, probably three seconds if at most. And somebody wrote three paragraphs yelling about, stop talking about her she's the worst character ever and goes in this big long tirade about how she's just fan service and you're an idiot for bringing her up stop bringing her up and i'm like wait was that for me or did you were you on reddit and you read somebody posting you got upset at them so you decided to come over here and post it over here or did you copy and paste it from somewhere else where you were having an argument like where where is this coming from it's the wind-up effect. I think there's an aspect of people going somewhere else, talking a bunch, and there's this, sometimes it gets heated and it goes back and forth, and then finally when they come over to another community or another chat room, and that's brought up, they carry over that anger. I actually... And they think everybody around them is the people they just talked to, and they go I, to the extremes with it really quickly. I think that that is very true. 
Um, I I think that there is this the the social media aspect involved in that, and I yeah, think like we were talking before with the extremes. Yeah, it, it, I think that there is just this so much. Um, they feel like they have to um, defend something everywhere, and when they get through the whole defending it everywhere, they get so wrapped up in that Everybody it becomes a part hates of their me. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a part of their persona in, in in such a fact that they just feel like they have to unload on everything. And I made a great argument over here. Someone's gonna copy it over. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. It almost feels like well, you're bringing up things that I don't think I ever talked about. <laughs> it's like. I, I, that's not me. Did you cut the wrong video? Did did you actually click on the wrong tab? Well, there's also the aspect of I think that um, people assume things. Yes. In in they they believe that they're reading between the lines for some odd reason. It's like I get quoted as saying certain things. It's like I don't remember ever saying that. <laughs> um, I do remember saying something to the effect of this, this, and this. But they heard somebody else say something you, similar to that. Yeah, but it, something else. It, it, you're 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 either trying to misconstrue and believing that I said this when I never said that. That's just like, when, God forbid, I bring up the freaking AI crap Don't all bring over up again. AI, but this. again. We don't hate Bitcoin. We don't hate AI. We don't. We have questions about it, and so we bring those things up. No, we only hate Ethereum, Chris. We hate. I love Ethereum. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you gotta pick your winners. Um, no, of all of them, I want to say Ethereum. I, if I remember right, I think that Ethereum was one of the ones that I was saying that I I thought had the best. What was the anime one? Remember they were talking. We were talking like a like a year ago about there being like an anime one. Was it like? Tokyo Takamoto, I think, was back in it. I want to say, yeah. That was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. But no, it's, it, it goes to that whole thing of the extremes that we talked about, I think, last podcast or the one before then was an aspect of it almost feels like people just assume you are this extreme. So if you say, you know, dog, oh my gosh, that means you murder cats. No, I just like dogs. But I know a lot of people that murder cats when they like dogs. So you obviously <laughs> murder cats. It's like, okay, let's let's start from the middle and let's talk from there. That's where I got to get that point where I was like, right, let's just start in the middle and talk from there. I think that's where all conversations need to start. And so when I say a passing joke about a character missing from Trigon Stampede, let's start with, oh, so why do you want her there? Okay, now let's start talking. Don't just immediately think that I hate the whole show because she's not there. I have my other problems with Trigun. I have my own problems with Trigun Stampede. That's not one of them. I hated the old fart, okay? <laughs> that was what it was because I think I joked about the fact that I didn't like the old guy in that show. The, the, the person that was pretty much there in place of her. Um, he was just boring. He was like the, he was the old veteran that was just like, ugh. Let's just do our job and get out of here. He doesn't want to get involved with anything. Anyways, I'm not getting back into that. So, Mishuko. <laughs> we do have news. We're like 47 minutes in and we have news, Chris. Do you have you ever heard of Kimi no Nitoroke? Kimi ni yes, Todoke? loved it. Is it Kimi no to Kimi, Kimi no Kimi ni Kimi no Todoki? Anyway, I love this show. What, what do you want to talk about? Do you want more? Yes. 
Well, you're in luck. Netflix has got your back. <laughs> no, Kimini Todoke is. Where's my Where's my pirate Kimi, cap? Kimini Todoke has announced that it's getting a sequel by Production IG, returning cast, or at least the two main characters apparently are reprising their roles, and uh, they got two characters. They're gonna come back to the animation. Um, I don't know who's gonna voice them, but they're coming back to the show. Okay. No, the Seiyus are coming back. Probably be important that uh, the, the main characters come back to the main show. Yeah. 2023. I'm sorry, 2024. It's not that quick. Yes, it's another fall show, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Netflix, I think they were the first people to tweet about it. But it's coming to Netflix uh, 2024. Kimini Todoke. Kimini Todoke. Kimini Now I can't say it because I joked about it for too long. Kimini Todoke. Uh, it's coming back for season three. And 2024 on Netflix by Production IG. Get on it, Andrew. I, I was just, I, I trolled people because like the moment that popped up, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I retweet or quote retweeted it, and I said, "What's this? What's this show? And should I watch it?" <laughs> oh, you got read. <laughs> I was. I've been telling you to watch that show for forever. <laughs> I didn't get as many responses that I thought I would. I, I, I don't think most people. I think most people either haven't watched it or they just knew that I was trolling. So they're like, yeah, whatever. But now there's a few people like, holy crap, it's like only like one of the most best selling things and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know uh, about maybe, all that, but it, it is when a good should show. I, when should I post a reply showing my Blu-ray sitting on the shelf that I bought that I never watched? Yeah, it's, Kimi, a, it's Kimi, a good excuse to go and watch it. Community.ok is like one of those shows where Andrew goes, okay, I should probably watch this. I'll buy it. And that'll push me to, to watch it. And then I don't watch it, even though I bought it to force myself to watch it i do that i have a ton of them on my shelf I, I i buy i bought it back in the day to force myself to watch it i never watched it so that'll be one of them but um i apparently i have i'm gonna assume that's probably gonna be like a maybe a summer release i would assume probably a summer release i mean it's just getting announced and it's coming next year i'd assume that's probably gonna be i, a little I ways could see out. it i could see it being in the spring as well could be i mean the they got pretty tight lip with that if that's the case. Like no no leaks on that one. I don't think I heard of any leaks of that. So anyway, it's cool. It's cool. Because it's cool to see. I mean, it's another one of those ones that what was that 2011, the second season of that came out. So yeah, over <laughs> over 12 years, now going on 13 years uh before the third season comes out. We gotta go back to we gotta go back into like that area of the 2006 to 2011. I think around that area, and look at all the shows and see what else is gonna get a sequel. It's that it's that area. Like everything's coming out of that area of of years that's getting another sequel, uh, another season. Um, now, granted, like uh, Spice Wolf, I think it was a little bit before then, but having things come back, like you know, Devil's a Part Timer and stuff. It's like, what is this thing now? Why are we suddenly out of nowhere pulling these old shows? Let's just running out of ideas. Just do uh -huh. some more of that. <laughs> they're turning into they're turning into Hollywood. They're remaking things and and bringing stuff back from the dead. <laughs> and I'm all for it because we talked about that before. It's literally the anime industry is becoming Hollywood. But unlike Hollywood, Hollywood finishes the stories and then they retell the stories over and over again, or they try to make something else from it. Whereas anime, they're bringing stuff back from the old days, but. Most everything they're bringing back was never finished. So we're finally getting them finished. That's like Spice and Wolf. Pray to all goodness they fully adapt that now. You're bringing it back. You're starting from the beginning. Do the whole thing, please. Or at least most of it. 
Um, don't just do a season. Two seasons, was it? Yeah, two seasons, and then, like, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, though. That's uh, that's cool news. But, um, yeah, are you ready to play Fit Boxing? Did you ever play Fit Boxing? No, I did the um, Wii Fit. You never did? Or no. You did the Ring one. Yeah, Ring Fit. Yeah. Yeah, Ring Fit. Are you ready to do boxing, though? Hatsi Miku is going to get a Fit Boxing game. Maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> that, that was totally one of those ones when I read that. I'm like, oh, if that comes out over here, I'm totally fit boxing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently exercise together with Miku for Nintendo Switch is coming out in Japan in spring 2023. Or I guess I could, I, I could technically import it if it's not that difficult to understand the menu systems. Sometimes they have like English menu systems. Too. I think they're getting kind of good about uh, I think that fit boxing is already on in America. Oh, I know. I know the, the regular ones here, but but a Hatsi Miku one is a different I story. I would assume it's just a module. I I don't know. Well, we'll see. I I I I've I did a few times. The thought of it uh, trying it, it has has crossed my mind. But I do like the uh, aesthetic of Ring Fit, so it kind of worked for me. Um, it was really nice to have a ja- uh, them allowing me to uh, get into the Japanese pa- uh, voice pack. That was made it a million times better. Um, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed uh, Ring Fit. It, it actually worked worked out really well for me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's like a full game. So, which makes sense because it's probably going to play a little bit different than the other one, having her module in there and everything like that. I'm assuming they probably have music in there as well. Yeah, that would be that would be a miss if they didn't have some of her music in there. I, yeah, I think uh, Fit Boxing has mu- uh, music to box to. It, it's pretty gotta, much a rhythm game. You gotta. You gotta. I want to say it's just a rhythm game. and Just don't play on extreme mode. <laughs> You're doing like the whole rolling punch kind of thing going on to try to keep <laughs> up with it. <laughs> because just kind of stand there like, what's wrong? Why do you look tired? <laughs> it's like, no. Uh, and then you miss that one last punch. Always at the end. You always miss that lo- that last note. Anyways. Uh, pretty cool. Like, uh, having to do with the whole thing we were talking about earlier with Furin, um, being, like, super hyped for Andrew. Uh, we've talked about it before where it's kind of cool that it's going to be have a two-hour premiere. It's going to be on a, like, typically used for, like, theatrical stuff on television type of channel, uh, NTV, which is a massive change because they've never really had anything anime-related. Well, they were talking about how they were going to actually name a block. This is, of course, on Nippon Television uh, net- Network. NTV is where they're going to have Furin, which makes sense. I never knew that technically NTV owns... NTV, sorry. NTV, Nippon Television T- Networks, owns Ma- uh, Madhouse. So that makes sense why they're going to air Furin on their network. It's because they own the company. Uh, they, they own 20, uh, 95% stock. I think uh, Sony owns the other 5%. But... um. The idea there was that this is the first time they're going to have anime on that block. And that's a big deal. Which also makes you believe that it's going to be a full two hour long actual episode, not, you know, minus half the runtime for ads. But the cool thing was that they were obviously going to, they were going to name that block. Well, that this is basically them creating an actual anime block. They call it the Friday night, or Friday anime night uh, block. Or it's going to be on Friday night. No, it's actually called Friday anime night. Is that literally the name of the block? It's fan. Duh. It's fan. Do you think that's a that 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 goes over well with it in the Japanese way? Yeah, it's called Friday Anime Night. Anyways, that's a dumb name. They named the block. 
It's in TV's block. I'm not going to call it Friday Anime Night in the future. What, what night is... Uh, is uh... But it makes me curious, the idea of... This is like our next... like I'm I'm going to be watching this like a hawk going forward, like Noitamina. I was going to say, I wonder when... Uh, because Noitamina, Noitamina has kind of... Hasn't excited me in a while. I mean, I enjoy all the stuff they're releasing, but it hasn't been like... We used we used to be like, holy crap, what's coming up next? Holy crap, that's going to be great. Holy crap, it's great. I mean, there was a few times early on there was like little flops, like battery wasn't that great. But for the most part, it's like competing. every season was like, holy crap, I like this stuff. They were always art house and super good. They're competing. I thought Noitamina was like Saturday. It's Friday. Is it Friday? Yeah. But no, I, I think that's, that's going to be the next one I'm probably going to be watching for a while now is whatever's well, going to pop not. up on that block. I, I, I'm actually... This cons- is Friday at 11 p.m. 11 p.m. This is uh, Thursday night, uh, Friday morning. For where? Uh, oh, Thursday night in Japan, and then yeah. goes into Friday morning? Okay, I get what you're saying. Goes through midnight. Yeah, that would be... I don't know how big Noitamina is. Um, I assume that's pretty significant because a lot of their titles early on were really good and they were getting a lot of really great art house types of stuff. Yeah. More adult in that regard. But like I said, uh, this is this has got me excited, um, especially since this shows that they're going to continue doing this. This isn't like a one-off we're doing forever and on this channel and then we'll go back to doing the regular normal broadcast. This shows that they're, they're wanting to make this an actual block that's going to go on as a I guess, follow, following seasons. My question mark is, is that block a full two hours? They just say that block is, starts at uh, 11 p.m. I'd be curious if that's going to be a full two hour long block because they're going to obviously have the two hour long premiere. Or premiere is going to be the first episode is going to be that two hours. And going forward, it's going to be a half hour every night, 11 p.m. Um, I would assume that's the case because I don't know they want to stick a bunch of other shows doing repeats to fill in that gap. Uh, but either way, it, it means that like going forward, I'm probably going to be looking out for whatever pops up on MTV if it's going to be as equally as great as, again, theatrical type shows, something like Fairin looks, which looks incredibly well, Mad, theatric. Madhouse tends to do really good stuff. So, but it also makes sense because again, there's a lot of rumors that it might possibly be two cores. So why not call it a block? Because you're going to be. <laughs> A half a year you're going to be running this show, if that's true. Again, quote-unquote leak. But I'm excited. I'm jazzed. How many how many shows per season does Madhouse generally do, do you know? Off the top of your head? At most, one. I don't think I've ever seen a season that has two Madhouse. There's a lot of seasons they don't have shows. I think right now they have um, Gene of AI. Well, let's look it up, Chris. Madhouse. I want to say that it's... I think if we've mostly only have once a show a season for them. So I don't think we had anything in, I don't think we had anything in uh, spring for them. No, Yamada-kun, which that was, was that winter or is that spring? Spring. Yep, there's winter. Oh, nobody, nobody counts the stupid vampire dies in no time. Nobody counts that show. That wasn't even a, that wasn't even a show. And then Bibli, yeah, Bibliophile Princess and then Overlord before then. So one a season. They're, they've been pretty consistent for a while. Goodbye, Don Gleese. Is that, a, that's a movie, right? Whatever that is. I never watched it. I'm sure it's amazing for all those that watched it that are mad right now. Anyways, uh, <laughs> by the way, did you watch One Piece live action, Chris? No. You didn't? No. It was actually... No. Did you watch my video? No. You didn't watch my video? No. Or are you just saying no for the sake of being a joke? I, I was, I wasn't sure I was, I was carrying on the joke. On the joke I was, yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, I wasn't sure if you're carrying on the joke or if you're like, yeah, no, I literally didn't watch it. No, I really didn't watch it. <laughs> um, 
I I I haven't really gotten onto YouTube lately, so yeah, I got a lot of catching up to do. You ready for a shocker? What's that? It was wonderful. The first good Netflix anime live action adaptation. I'm not joking. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I actually, I w- I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. It still got the cringe factor in there somewhere. There's still a cringe factor in there. I don't. I I can't see actors running around with pink hair and not. You know, go. That doesn't look like that fits that character's make and everything. There, there's still that cringe factor of like some of the characters have like terrible cosplay on. Then you have some characters have like their hair color just looks dumb on them. But and there's still a bit of a goofiness to somebody like a person acting out Luffy. Who, yeah, he's he's goofball. It, it, there is aspects that just doesn't translate to live action still. Was Nami cute? Mm, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Zoro was great. Zoro was great. Zoro was so cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Zoro was so freaking cool. Like, he was a, For the first half, like, Zoro was what sold me on that show. I'm like, this dude's so cool. And the, the fight choreography with him was super cool. Really? Like even when he does the whole thing with the sword in his mouth. Well, that was the that was the thing cheesy. that I, I I me and Andrew were talking about the other day. I was like, you'd think that I don't would know work, that that they, could work. They made it work. They did it. Like they it, made it work. Though. They didn't put too much emphasis on him actually like hitting things with it. But yeah, every now and then you have like him hold it up to somebody's neck or something like that, and it, it worked. It worked. Um, you knew that whenever he put the sword in his mouth, he's gonna get serious. But and i think um a lot of the situ- a lot of the fights especially like with uh, sanji too i think a lot of the fight scenes were really good they didn't overplay uh luffy's stretchiness when he's fighting which i think wouldn't work in a lot of cases the super the the special effects were really good the set the sets were really incredible like they did actual like practical sets which is probably why it cost as much as it did for them to put it together it looked good they realized the world and it it did feel like they dialed back a lot on all of the the quirkiness. They, they didn't try to make it the anime. And I think they found a nice balance where they didn't lose too much of that goofiness and that charm. But at the same well, time, was, didn't go ham on it and just make it look really dumb and cheesy. That it's, was, a good, it's a good mix. That was kind of the, um, the argument I made for um, The Last Airbender. Um, I... When me and my son went to watch it, he was absolutely furious with that movie. And I I told him that I didn't I while I didn't it wasn't the greatest. I did appreciate that what they were trying to do was tone down a lot of that to make it more believable. You can't pull off um you can't always have like the reaction of everybody shocked and suddenly they're all going, what? And yeah. their faces extend out. It's like, no, you can't do that. You, you, they, you have to make them look like people because they're people on the screen. Exactly. They're, it's like that yeah. that argument you make all the time with like the character that was riding the bike and they're going like super fast and they have the mm-hmm. lines stretching across the screen. He's like, no, stop being anime. Just be a person on that the bike. Was, that was actually Skip Beat. Um, I... I I really loved the show and watching it in the live action version of it. It just, there's a disconnect there that, that you just can't pull off. Uh, um, and they always try to do it. That's, that's, that's the reason why I really need to go and watch that stupid dragon ball, but I know it won't work. 
There's there <laughs> you just, cannot have, you have to see it just to see it. Yeah, it, there's there's no way that you can pull that off. If you were I I I I halfway one of the main reasons I was okay with the uh uh Death Note series was that it wasn't trying to go for the goofy of uh like Ryuk and stuff like that. You can't you can't do that. It it's not it's not viable. Tur- toning down the the exaggerated nature of it and just kind of make it more low key as far as make it the, more grounded, I think. Yeah, more grounded. Um, you can have exaggerated emotions per se, but not too much. It live action does not work on the the exaggerated na- nature of um, animation for sure. Yeah, I think that that's what they do with that one. And I, there's a side of me that's like, I'm happy that they t- they they grounded it while still having a little bit of the silliness. But at the same time, I, I fully acknowledge that I think that's probably why it lost a lot of its charm, because it wasn't a very charming show. And you would assu- and you would assume that One Piece oozes charm. It does. The characters themselves and their experiences together and the silliness and the goofiness. And again, Luffy probably being just what little clips I've watched and stuff like that. I know that Luffy's a char- a goofy character. I didn't feel that. It just felt like a bunch of people that were going out being pirates and Luffy's talking about dreams and, and it gets everybody inspired to go follow their dreams. And that was about all I got from that charmness. And from that, it was just really cool set pieces, cool fight scenes and their adventure, which I, I honestly credit to them. I kind of want to go read slash watch it now because it does have a lot going for it that I didn't really think that. And I assume that it did have something going for it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have people watching thousands of episodes or millions of chapters i'm assuming yeah, there are many chapters now i mean even <laughs> watching e- even watching the first season that i did i mean i did i did see and this is like this this covered now i know they, they skipped a lot i looked in the anime and where they got to in the anime was at episode 45 that's how far they got into it wow they the, from my understanding they skipped quite a bit so that is quite it didn't a bit. feel like it skipped anything but i'm sure that people that know the source material like that they skipped something really big i think they were saying something about buggy um, the clown that they skipped something with him that was pretty significant for him. Instead, they chose to show this decimated town, which I guess if they're going for it was like a bomb or something like that, that they skipped. That Not was it. their way of showing it. I don't know. Buggy was pretty cool, too. Like he I kind of cringe when he first showed up on the screen, but he was actually a pretty cool character. Um, he seems like he's going to be that character. That's the bad, but the, sort of the Michael Jackson goofy. guy. Michael Jackson guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember his name. Uh, the claw guy. He kind of looked like Michael. Ja- I don't know. <laughs> like which Michael Jackson guy? They all look kind of. There's a couple of characters that could be Michael Jackson. I don't know. Um, it was good though. It's not not incredible, but like, you're 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 on the right track. I guess is the best way to put it. Like I, I'm open to give credit where credits due. I've been extremely critical of Netflix anime adaptations into live action. They all suck, in my opinion. I did not like Cowboy Bebop. It had some cool moments in it. Didn't like it. But this one was like, okay, you're on to something. You spent way too much money on it, apparently, and you're probably not going to do any more, and you're probably going to cut Oda free rather than have to get him on board again like last time. Because that's the only way I can see them continuing. Like they, they apparently spent like pretty close to what they spent on Stranger Things. It's a big production on something that's technically going to be niche still like i don't see this gra- capturing a bigger audience the moment somebody turns on the first episode of one piece the live action adaptation and see a character with 
pink hair that's whining a bunch, they're going to turn it off. It's just, it's, it's just, it's that's that reality. This is one piece. This is niche. And they're trying to capture that bigger audience. If they somehow got enough viewership for it that justified it, I can see them probably, if they want to do more, they'll probably dial back to production. And they're probably going to not have Oda on board again because they, they kept him on board and they, it, it sounds like they had a lot of, a lot of struggle be on the same page. Even Oda himself mentioned that or admitted that. I don't know they'd want to do that again for another season because it did take him a while to make this and to have him on board again for the next. And there's a part of me that kind of thinks that they probably couldn't do a second season and still hold in the fandom without him on board. But at the same time, I am hearing a lot of positivity out of people. Like this has gotten some really good scores. I haven't really, I wanted to go and watch a review from an actual One Piece fan because yeah, I even made it on my video. This is me reviewing it. I have no clue. Like I've watched clips, but I have no information about One Piece. I've never watched it. And I'm curious if, from what I'm seeing from a few people that know One Piece, they did a good job. Like, they, they did enjoy it. So, that's that's something to both entertain non a non-fan and entertain fans. So, they're obviously on to something good. Yeah. Whoever worked on this, and it's probably because they had Oda on board the whole time. He probably kept them on track. They probably wanted to screw everything up, and he kept going, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And there was probably a lot of pushback from them saying, look, that's going to be too goofy, but we need to have Luffy do this. It's going to be too goofy. We can't do that with Luffy. Otherwise, it's going to look really cheesy. Um, there is still a little bit of cringe in there that doesn't translate, but it was a uh, good job. And I, The only other thing I want to complain about is too many face close-ups. I hate face close-ups. They get the camera right. Like they're trying to f- see how many hairs are coming out your nose. <laughs> I hate those shots. This is why. This is partly why I stopped watching Western stuff. It's like this new thing they love to do where they stick the camera up in people's noses. And I'm like, are you people watching Gohans? Mm-hmm. Like, is, did you get that? Did you get that from them? Anyways, that's Andrew's quick review of One Piece and his surprise. Uh, the only thing I really want to bring up for news is probably the fact that uh, apparently March comes like a lion. The manga is coming to an end. I, I, I think we're I think we're finally at the point now where we can probably give up on another anime adaptation. Are I you? Think so. Are you pretty good on that now? Are you are you on board with me and saying ain't happening? Shaft's the the shaft we once knew is dead. I think Shaft is. Unless you think somebody, do you, think uh, some, do you think somebody else could pull off? No, March they, comes like a lion. I I'm still I'm still leaning towards whoever um somebody over at um the the group that did uh is doing undead murder farce. I think they still, they, they headhunted a couple of folks from shaft. I'm still <laughs> I'm convinced not of that. seeing where you're getting that from. He <laughs> said that in text. I'm like, I'm not even gonna reply to that. I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> he texts me out of nowhere. I'm like, what? Okay. Well, I guess we'll talk about it when we do our, our first impressions. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. It feel, it, it feels like the old shaft used to feel to me. Science sorrow. I think if, if I want somebody to pick up March Comes Like a Lion, I'd probably say Science Sorrow. As much as I'd, I'm I'm not like a lot of them. You hate Science Sorrow. It's what they adapt. I am convinced at this point it's what they adapt. They they adapt Reiko Yoshida and now uh, now Nako Yamada's work. And I was like, yes, chef's kiss. This other stuff, I've just not enjoyed the stories. And yes, I, I have a big problem with their art style a lot of the time. But they they're the only ones that I can see doing something that would capture 
what they what Shaft did with March Comes Along the Lion. I don't see I I can't envision anybody else capturing that style. When it comes to like with Hike Story, I I could not see any other studio besides Silent Sorrow doing that. So, yeah. It, March. <laughs> Silent Sorrow, if you're looking for a future project, please that. I don't want I don't want Shaft touching it. I, I dread anytime I see Shaft is going to be producing something anymore, I dread it. They they have burnt me, what three times in a row now, and I'm like I can't I I can't go with you no more. I don't I don't even remember when the last good Shaft show was. It was probably March. Monogatari. <laughs> well, was, I guess it was March. I think they did do one more Monogatari. Um, it might have been the Zoku. But um. I mean, there was some cool visual aspects of Magirica, and I do admit that I stopped watching that because I hate the, the fact they cut the mobile game. I mean, even Pretty Boy Detective Club, I was... was okay. But yeah, it would be... It would probably be... Um, yeah, Zoku Wadagamakutari. And then before then, Fate Extra, and then before then, March. But ever since then, it's been like, yes, my dislike for Magirica, which I fully acknowledge is the fact that I'm, I'm mad about the game, and I don't want to support it because of the game. But Ruby sucked. The the not strike witches was not good. We'll see what happens with the the quintessential quintuplets um, stuff we didn't adapt um, rendition. They're just not. Yeah, I think Ruby was the big stain, and even like I said, the not strike witches was not not good. And there was that other one. What was the, what was the yeah the assault lilies? That was another big disappointment. I don't know. I want I want them to come back, but. I, I, it, all signs seem to be pointing at the fact that they lost a lot of really key people. Like, their their key producers and stuff left. And so they don't have that, I guess, funding or something there for doing crazy art. Which I guess is good, since... And was, there was more... A, there was more Monoctari still to go, wasn't there? Because I think Zoku... What, Zoku's, like, supposed to be final chapter, but I think there's still, like, a few more volumes that he made after that. I honestly don't know. Don't don't make me say. That. I don't know. <laughs> haven't been in the haven't been in the the loop on that in a long time. I don't know. It's it's sad. What were we even talking about? <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, March comes like a lion. Manga is coming to end. Uh, but no, the the apparently the seventeenth volume, the mangaka Chika Umino revealed that yes, they're they're entering the final stretch, whatever that means. I always love how differently they explain how. I'm finishing it. It the, all it means is that it will come to close soon. Whether that means that they're going to do another fifteen volume arc, or the next volume is it? Who knows? They just re, they're they're entering their final stretch. They said um, she said that they, she was giving her all and that she's um, hoping that they'll support her. So, which makes me believe, like, yeah, I, I think once that does come to close. If we don't get another announcement for another season or slash it's not to a good studio or has members of the previous seasons of Shaft's adaptation of March, I'm probably going to read it. Now, I, I did hear like one or two whispers here and there that once this current arc is kind of over going forward, it's not as interesting. It's more about the Shogi. I don't know if that's true. Like that that later part with a lot of those shogi matches, I thought I wasn't gonna like, and I actually loved the way that they portray that. But again, that was Shaft and that team that did that. I I still think I'm, I want to read it because that 
I just got really invested in that show and was just waiting like soon, right? <laughs> We're getting another season, right? I don't need to jump in the manga, right? We're getting another season, right? <laughs> so we'll see. Just run into everything. Right. Why are you getting so violent? Calm down. Anyways, that's um, that's that's really it. All the ones that I really want to cover for now, but um, yeah. Do you, do you know? Do you know Uncle Roger? You ever watched the Uncle Roger YouTube? He's a comedian, but he does the YouTube videos where he's he does the little cooking stuff, and he's got the Asian uncle type thing going on. I know of it because I do follow a he couple always of says, cooking. Oh, yeah. Everything's not bad. He did something let with me finish uh, Gordon Ramsay. That was, that was, I think a lot of people know him because Gordon I knew Ramsay him from the Guga him. stuff. The Guga? Guga. Yeah, I, I, I watch Guga. I, I do watch a couple of Gordon Ramsay, but Guga is, is the one that I kind of follow more. Is he a and chef? He, he does more barbecue stuff. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know of him. I do not follow him. Anyways, he got copyright struck the Toei animation. So speaking of One Piece, what this is the this is the sad thing, and you know that Uncle Roger did a YouTube video reacting to a cooking session in episode one thirty three, I think it was, of One Piece, and he literally released it like a few days ago, which was about the time that One Piece live action came out. So you know Uncle Roger was probably going, okay, live action's coming out, people are gonna get really excited for that. Let's make a a video reacting to something that happens in One Piece makes sense i do the whole reviews of cooking and stuff yeah toei you know they're like yeah this it's pretty exciting everybody's super hyped up on this live action there's positive reviews let's strike a very popular youtuber for using our clips it makes it doesn't shock me because he has way too much footage in that video like it's like these spans of five six seconds of nothing but just watching what happens in the episode before he finally pops up on the screen and goes oh yeah you did that wrong or whatever so, like, if, if he got away with using that much footage without reacting to it, I'd be shocked. But it still goes to that whole effect. Don't. Uncle Roger, I'm sorry. Welcome to the Anituber world. Don't put, <laughs> don't put even the title in your, your the, the, the name of the show in your title. You will get struck. Totally got, not Mark got that same thing happen to him. We've learned. You'll learn eventually. Stay away from anything Toei Animation. They... They don't take kindly to YouTubers. Um, but again, it goes that whole thing where you can't region lock your shows or your videos. It goes into YouTube. It goes to YouTube. YouTube will broadcast in Japan. Japan does not rec recognize fair use. You will get struck. Just unfortunately, it's it's uh, it sucks, but it is, it's reality. Maybe he's big enough to make it stop. That was my hope. That's what I kind of mentioned in my video. I'm hoping that with him having what, like 4.5 million subscribers, hopefully YouTube can... It didn't work for Totally Not Mark. He wanted them to give us region locking. And I would love that. I would love to have region locking. That way I don't have to worry about putting clips or something in my videos. But we don't get region locking. So anyways, community questions, Chris. We have a We have a little bit of time. Let's answer some questions from our, our folks on the Discord while you rub your face in a weird way, and I wonder what you're doing. Just sinus headache? No, I don't have a headache. Is it because you hit your knee? Is, is that where you fell on your face? Or is that where it touched somebody's leg? Bristles from the hairs on the leg? Where it's they, they were wearing denims, huh? Maybe. Denim can really give you a rash on your face if you hit somebody's leg with, and they had denim. Anyway, uh, so I guess if you're having fun, <laughs> let's just do it. 
discord.atakuspear.com or atakuspear.com. You can find Discord link there. Great community question or great community questions. Great community of people who sometimes submit questions. Uh, but great folks there. You, we have channels for different uh, shows that you can talk with other people about. Um, we have Mashuko Mondays channel in there for people that watch the Mashuko Mondays. We have anime general chat. For some reason, we have chats for things like gaming and Hoyoverse. Anyways, questions. You can submit questions there too. Which our first question comes from uh, Gudako. Says, what anime character did y'all ship? He didn't say y'all. He said y'all. Did y'all? Did he? I think he meant y'all. Did y'all ship, but never ended up together by the end of the series? Question mark. For complete series only. This is a hard one to answer without. I, I think we should probably just stick with just the name of the show. And it's literally every show that finishes. I I'm not. If I watch a show to completion and there is a choice, it's never gonna be what I choose. Ever. I don't think I've ever had a show in with my choice. Quintessential quintuplets. Nisekoi. Sakurasahai in it yet, but I'm assuming so. Um, Snafu. Golden Time. Which Golden, Golden Time, Time I, was, too. I didn't mind, but again, it wasn't the choice that I thought should work. Just because... Well, was, we we okay. had the, we had that discussion when when Golden Tam came out. It, it, I it was one of the rare few where I actually walked away going, you know, I'm kind of okay with the way that they I'm ended okay it. with it. But at the same time, it was pushing something. It was pushing yeah. a narrative, a necessity for something for him and a support. And then it goes, oh, Sakura Sao. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind, Sakura Sao. But uh, yeah, Nisekoi is actually the one that I actually oh, one that, that ended that I like at... is Sukikakure. That was the only one that's ended where I'm like, yeah, that wasn't really a choice though. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I I, I kind of went through it. I mean, you you could pretty much every show that um you could go through that I've watched has always had some kind of a ship of that kind of doesn't doesn't end up as the main but that's more because like we talked about earlier is like if if they if they do your character as well you you should have multiple characters that you go i could really see that i could see that i in the harems half the time i go dump the guy all the girls get together that works for me <laughs> um <laughs> rent a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> Like, that show would be so amazing if, if he wasn't even in the picture. Like, it's just about the girls. Like, just cut to each one of them. You, you, suddenly you're following her, and she's doing her her stuff with the, you know, the movie acting. And you cut over to here, and she's, I think she's still at a restaurant. I don't know. And then, yeah, you cut over to this girl, and she's doing her render girlfriend thing. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I do think that... That's an inevitability just because with every show that you watch, yeah, it's partly to do with that if they write the characters well enough, you're going to want that one character. That one character is going to just connect with you. And in most cases, it's never, in my case, it's usually never the main girl. Like the main girl, I just never usually, they just feel a little bit too in the middle. Like they don't, they don't have like a quirk that really gravitates to me. Did you watch Quintessential Quintuplets movie? Did you watch the end of it? Or did you read no, it? No, I only got through a few episodes of uh, Quintessential. Oh. I meant to. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. I watched I the movie. To. It was... Narratively, the movie sucked, in my opinion. I did not like how they... 
they they sort of did one of those things where it's like, let's watch this from these this many directions. Like we're gonna watch this situation from every girl's perspective. I didn't like that narratively. I think it was a jumbled mess of a narrative. But I wasn't. The ending made sense. I'll just say that the ending made sense, and that's, that's it was enjoy, it was enjoyable. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> But I don't know. It's like uh, you like Nisekoi and it's literally kind of that same. It's not it's not as bonkers as Nisekoi. Like from what I watched, the first two episodes of Nisekoi is nowhere near as bonkers as Nisekoi. But it's kind of got that same vibe. Like there's constantly that carrot on the stick kind of thing. Anyways, good. Dude, stop. Ask- <laughs> I think they're asking about visual novels now just to troll us. Gudako also says, what is your first visual novel? Shoot. I don't know. Would it be Planetarium, I guess? And that I finished, for sure. I don't know which one I first started off with. I get Fruit of Grisaia, but I never finished it. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I want to say there was something else that I played a long time ago that was like on a, like a Saturn or something like that that was a technically a visual novel, but there I go. Some Dumb Baka says, Has there been time when you stopped watching anime or reading manga? It happened to me around 2002 where I focused on other stuff and did not watch anime or seek it out. I was in, I was a, it was a change from my teen years when I'd go into an, to an anime club and I'd swap VHS tapes for fan subs and bootlegs or whatever was available at the time. Oddly enough, I started getting back into anime in 2011 with shows like Future Diaries, Princess Jellyfish, Squid Girl, and Idol Master. Now I'm back for good. Has uh, this happened to you? If so, what series got you back into anime manga slash PS? The hate Mashuko Tensei gets this. Re- <laughs> We're not talking about Mashuko Tensei anymore. I did not do that on purpose. He says PS. The hate Mashuko Tensei gets is ridiculous. People, I, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yes, about the same time for me actually. I think um, I think I was just bleeding into the two thousands, and life got busy. Because, yes, I, I think going into, because I basically it was because of, like, two really significant moves. And I, I did find groups of people to kind of still converse with about anime. But I did kind of lose contact with, like, my best friend that got me into anime originally. But there was a time where I think just life got busy. Um, I started my first job. Granted, getting that first job gave me the money to actually buy to actually buy stuff of anime, like doing, yes, back then, mail orders to buy manga or anime and stuff. And I, that's when I bought my Evangelion DVD set that I cherished to death. But yeah, I think it was at a point where, at some point, I got kind of out of it. But it was like at the tail end of, I was just getting into torrenting. Because that was the only way to do it. You'd go on a website... You'd find a fan subgroup. Um, you would basically whatever they chose that season, that's what they were gonna sub. You would download this the torrents as they they sub the episode, and you would get it. So shortly after getting really into that stuff, that's when I moved again, and then that was a complete breakout. I think that was when we moved over to here, cross country. I just I kind of left it behind, and I remember because Chris was getting back into it like really heavy. I was still getting more into gaming at the time, um, was playing World of Warcraft and stuff like that. So I didn't really want to, I wasn't, I was keeping an eye on anime, but I wasn't really partaking in it. And then we started doing the, I was doing a lot of gaming 
you were doing a lot of anime. We started doing the podcast and stuff for anime, anime and gaming. And eventually Chris kind of said, just come over and watch anime. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll watch everything. And then I got back into watching anime, like everything. So, but yeah, I want to say it was about 2002, 2003. And then it, I never got back into it, I think, until about 2011. I think. I had to go back. You literally can look at our podcast, and whenever it started, that's when I got back in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a lot of those. What I don't have any of the old podcasts before we were really strictly anime, though. I didn't put those in the feed. It's There's this weird aspect of um, kind of where, you, like like you're saying, where where you kind of fade out and fade in and fade out. Um, I was always kind of keeping an eye on anime and I, and I kind of try to think back of when did it really kick in? And obviously the biggest answer is, uh, timeless gaming was probably around that time frame where I was really pushing into it. Um, but it, when I stop and think back, is like I've always had anime in some way, shape, or form around, and I I don't I don't remember being as nuts about it as I am technically now. I mean, but I do I have always had it around. He um, used to be a collector. Yes, yeah. that's, that's actually crazy to think about because it was at a time where Chris was in the military and I got on a Greyhound bus absolute worst experience of my entire life <laughs> i will never do that again even even if i have to walk i will walk <laughs> but no i took a greyhound to go all the way to his his place that he was staying at and yeah he just had these bookshelves full of anime and it was all dvds at the time right because yep. i was i had some vhs before then and you were you were getting right into the dvd days and he just had a smattering of tons of anime i'm like Yes, and then we went down to the the local shop, and then we bought Bloody Roar and played that for forever. <laughs> I don't know why we bought every single Bloody Roar, but we played Bloody Roar. It's a stupid game. <laughs> it is. It's, that's one of those games where, like, you look back at it now and you go, "God, that game sucks." <laughs> why did we buy three of them? It was three of them, wasn't it? He bought like seems like it. He bought me a controller. He bought me a memory card, and he bought like three Bloody Roars, and I'm like. I think at the time I was on board, but I don't know why. Why didn't you stop me? Why do we buy Bloody Roar? Because Big Brother had money and was willing to buy stuff for you. <laughs> I mean, obviously. He, why was, the hell wouldn't you? <laughs> it's because he looked at the cover first before anything else and said, that's it. <laughs> don't worry, Andrew. I got you. And I'm like, no, it, you don't have to. And okay, I guess we're buying that. <laughs> yeah, I really like Bloody Roar. Thanks for buying Bloody Roar. But no, um, yeah, I... I Hell, if I had a big brother who had lots of money, I would buy it. Why the hell not? <laughs> it's like, I'd rather you buy a different car because I don't know why I'm bouncing it on the road. <laughs> <laughs> the most bouncy freaking spring chairs. No, I, I, there's a side of me that's kind of envious of a lot of these stories of the, shoot, how many times have you heard the, I was in college and we swapped VHSs with dubs in it. I, that, that, I completely missed that generation. Um, like I said before, and I think the reason why I missed it so much is because the person that literally got me into anime was the one that was getting the imports. Like he was at the stores and buying the really expensive, like stuff that was actually brought over. 
but it, it is kind of interesting to see that there there was this other generation that just was just so into that era of you bring your VHS tapes and we'll get you a copy of this with the dub on it or the sub on it. And it's, it's, it almost sounds like a completely different world when I hear about the stories. And I'm, I understand what they're talking about and I, I fully understand the process. I just never was involved in it. Yeah. That, 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 that was me as well. It's like really our, our point was the, I was, remember was the mainstream stuff that actually got releases. Yeah, I most of the stuff that uh, we had was, you know, like the Sailor Moon off of off of TV, saving it or uh, recording it onto our VHSs and having this big old pile of them. That was us. Uh, we didn't have the local anime club where all these trades were. Technically, that is our era. Old school piracy, dude. Yeah, old we, school that, piracy and fan sub. That Love was, it. in theory, that it was, was our it was sneaker net version of of of, <laughs> of internet piracy of anime. Um, but yeah, the I remember going on. Um, when I was in the army, I remember dial up and all that crap and hitting these. They they had this weird. It was before torrenting was a thing. You would you would connect it. There was there was the um, like a peer to the Napster. Thing. Yeah, it was peer to peer. There was Napster, and then they did the peer to peer. This weird conglomeration thing where you had to have a section of your hard drive shared out, and you would connect to a to a hub. And if you had you you could only connect to a certain certain hub based on how much you you had shared out on your hard drive. And so you would be downloading all this garbage onto your computer. Oh, so you can't be a leecher. <laughs> yeah, you can't be a leecher. <laughs> Not allowed to be a leecher in this world. <laughs> and and the the ones that had all that the was all the that anime had to be done back then because everybody had limited bandwidth and everything. Exactly. So much. These days you don't have to worry about being a leecher because everybody's like, whatever. You just download it in two seconds. Yeah. Um. It, and and you would you would literally we used to have that fear early on with the torrents was this idea that if your ratio was low, people would cut you off. Like they would basically ban you from being able to. Yeah. Of course, you could just these days just VPN or whatever and get around it. But still, nobody wants to use a VPN. You use a VPN. <laughs> <laughs> Always use a VPN. But it, no, I that that was that was really. I mean, I remember there was a couple of times you could find find anime shows on Napster, but not very often. Um, but yeah, that that was the thing because when when uh, you would really want to get into the good. Um, hubs where all the anime was, yeah, and that's where you would download it, and then all all the porn. But that that's another story. Um, <laughs> but that's a discussion for a different podcast yeah, that's episode. That's a different episode. Um, get our get our, our, <laughs> our eighteen episodes on Patreon.com, anyways. Um, but yeah, th- then then after that, getting out of it, I I did go into I I had this. There was a um, a website at the time. It was called DVD Express. I bought nearly a thousand dollars worth of DVDs, and I got a freaking shirt. I finally ended up throwing away that damn shirt. That, that shirt costed me a thousand dollars to get that damn shirt. So I'm happy about that shirt. Um, but no, I, I you you added like an extra ninety percent or nine hundred dollars to your order just to get that shirt. Yes, I did. I was proud of that damn shirt. <laughs> It's a badge of honor. I spent a thousand. Here's your bill, sir. It's a badge of honor. <laughs> your bill, sir. Honor. 
<laughs> Whatever, sir. But yeah, that that was the actually where I got uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Armitage, Mouse. Um, uh, was Mouse? It's in there so too? funny that the one show that I remember watching over at his house over there was Mouse because why? We didn't. I didn't. I, I mean, it has some good stuff in that show. I mean, it's some good etchy, but the thing that I enjoyed so much about watching that stupid show was the title screen. It was the ad break screen. Because every time an ad screen would come out, what would happen? Mouse. <laughs> it had the most generic announcer voice guy just yell, Mouse. And I just got a huge <laughs> kick out of it. That's that's how things happened back in the day. We would just find the stupidest thing and find it so hilarious. Um, just like pickles and ice cream. Pickles and ice cream. <laughs> pickles and ice cream. Pickles, pickles and, and ice cream. cream. <laughs> Can it be? Well done, Tenchi. Oh my gosh, anyways. Ah, Tenchi. I love Tenchi. <laughs> but yeah, they, there's... After that, then you get into this kind of weird area where life got really weird. And life then got eventually, twisted upside down. Yeah, right? life life got twisted upside down. And uh, my my mom said you're moving to bed or something. <laughs> I don't remember the freaking words. Um, <laughs> you're flip turned upside down in Bel Air. Um, but no, I uh, <laughs> yeah. So life got weird. Got married a couple times. Got divorced a couple times. <laughs> You picked the wrong waifu. There's your problem. It's See, the waifu. Nobody, they, you know? Nobody's ever going to trust you because you always pick the wrong ones. Um, then uh, then I decided to stick with 2D. Yeah. Then <laughs> then at some point, we, we started to talk of spirit and, and, and... Decided to stick to 2D. <laughs> 2D got kind of overwhelming. So, yeah. Now, now I'm married to a whole bunch of waifus. And I was happier ever since. Smile to the camera and wave. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> So what? You, I don't think you answered the question. But I guess you said you had a break there somewhere. Uh, did you have the year count? He's asking for a year count. When did? You, when was your break? When was it, your massive I, that's, break? That was my point. It never really kind of went away. Yeah, it was just it always never there. Goes away. It never goes away. Um, I mean, you're in like, here for life. Even even the 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 closest time to a break would be during that time frame where I was technically married, but. Even then, I was technically still watching anime. Um, yeah. So it's it's not really, there's not really a break. It's just like even now, or even when I was at working at Harvey's, my other job, it wasn't really, I didn't really stop. I just slowed down quite considerably. And, and I was only watching the shows that I was highly interested in. And you were like half unconscious. And half unconscious. <laughs> I guess we could touch this other part of it, even though I think we've talked this to death over the last, like, three podcasts. Uh, some dumb baka says, hate the, uh, don't, the hate Michiko Tensei gets is ridiculous. People who defend Griffith from, people will defend Griffith from uh, Berserk or Akito from Fruits Baskets. Yet, Rudius is despised for his actions. Sure, he's a scumbag at first, but confronts uh, his past demons, grows up and moves on. Uh, maybe it's a generational thing, but I don't see why people get upset and have to take social, to social media to demonize the series when there's so much more to it than the outrageous elements. I don't think I've ever heard somebody... Did you ever hear some? Well, I guess the... I can see people defending Octo. I don't see it. Um, 
Griffith Revert. I I've seen one. I want to say I I seem to remember there's a group like that, but I. I don't look into it anymore because I, I do plan on actually reading the manga series and I don't want to, I've decided to go pretty um, quiet on looking at anything berserk until I do finally decide to go read it. But I can see it. I, I want to say there was some people that were defending him back then. I mean, it, it made sense. There is that aspect of this isn't right and I chose this path in order to fix it and it's not really a happy path. So maybe that's where they're getting at, but... But yeah, as for the mystical things, like I said, we, we've technically talked that one to death. It's partly people that like the re like the story, but they feel uncomfortable with certain aspects, and they're voicing that. There is a part aspect of people who are, um, as they jokingly say, anime tourists that typically will want to watch it and grandstand to, sh to basically show everybody they're a great person. And so they, they tell us things like, you know, for servitude's bad, and we go, yes, we know, thank you. And then there's people <laughs> that are just trolling. Yeah, we say, uh, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Um, please get off my account. Stop tweeting me, Mom. It's embarrassing. But yeah, that's that's typically what it is. You're grand, embarrassing grand, me, grand Mom! Grandstanders and people that are generally... <laughs> grandstanders, trolls, and people that are generally uncomfortable with it, which I'm fine with the last one, honestly. The other two, I just ignore at this point. Even though I like making videos that I, that I laugh about. <laughs> Even though I like making videos where I laugh at them. So. I don't know. I, I, do I you suppose. Get the, do you think Akito is, a, is, is, is defendable? I don't think any of them are defendable. Of Fruits Baskets? You don't think any of the characters are defendable? No. <sighs> you don't like Toru? I like Toru. I only, I only, I only forgive Akito because Toru does. Right? My my point is more along the lines of it. I, as far as I I know, I I've never really gone that deep into the berserk. I know of the moment. Um, I eclipse. Chris. Yeah, I kind of know what in theory happened, just mostly because of my general knowledge of the series and what is going on in that. Um. And it's it's one of those things that, yes, I can see the reasoning. Um, is it defendable? Technically not. It's still, I, I don't care for it. Um, the scene in uh, in uh, Eden DDs, it, it, it's not it's not really particularly something that I think should be defended. I don't think that that stuff should be defended. It's it's. It's there. It's there for its a reason. It's there to tell a story, and I believe that those stories should be there. And if there there is a reasoning for it, it should be there. Um, if it's making a statement, it should be there. If it's not making a statement, it's less. It doesn't necessarily need to be there, um, but at the same time. If it's telling a story, let them tell the story. I mean, maybe there's another something else that they're trying to, another story that they're trying to stay. As long, I mean, I think we did have this discussion way back. Um, and I, and that's, that's one kind of why I'm stumbling over it because I, it seems like we talked about the idea of, um, shock value versus, um, 
tantalizing versus impact versus shock value. <sighs> I mean, I think we've talked about the idea of, of stuff just being like this happens and it's it's cheap in a sense. Like they do right. this thing just for you to go, oh, that was horrible. And it's like it doesn't really necessarily it doesn't provide a value in your eyes via story or some sort of narrative. Like, like I have the argument that I, I don't feel anything should be restricted. So say for example, a forced, um, intercourse thing, something like that happens. Somebody jumps on another person and force themselves upon them. Yes. I said, I said, I said. I, it's the, <laughs> thankfully I didn't go that far. Um, I mean, that's a good example. The whole thing in the arc where, yes, they had the guy that was forcing himself on the two girls. And there was a big hubbub about that. My whole point is it actually happening. That's probably one of those ones that really makes people the most unsettled. It's that and forced servitude. I think those are the two big no-nos. Um, or prejudice. Um, very blatant prejudice is not very is a big no-no. Forced servitude, blatant discrimination, and forcing a person forcing yourself upon another person in the bed those are the three no-nos my opinion has always been it should be allowed whether it's to say something not say something tantalize or not and i think people will be the choosers of whether it's not successful people don't want to watch it they're not going to watch it they shouldn't watch it if you're not uncomfortable if you're not comfortable with it don't watch it but to say that the the reason why i say that is my whole point here is that well, whole it, aspect of the intent. When one person watches it and goes, you didn't say enough. So does that mean that we have to go to the broadcasters and say, hey, they didn't say enough about this for servitude thing. And they go, okay, well, where's the meter? We have this meter right here that tells us it only made it halfway up the meter. Thus, it did not say enough about it. So cancel the show, cancel the story. That's my problem is who makes the decision. So uh, thus, always allow it and let people decide. I've gotten to the point where I, it, it, the, the reason why I even brought this up is because I, I remember us discussing that. And I don't know if it was uh, Eden and Deities. I It seems like we discussed it before. Eden Deities that, is... I know that has we... has zero filters, so I would not doubt the discussion was I know that there. we ended up talking about it because I, I, I talked about how uncomfortable that scene made me feel, and I did not want to continue watching the show. With the nun girl? Yes. Yeah. That was like um, the first episode's ending, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like and... Episode. Um, but I, I seem to remember us talking about it before. Because it was then, literally I, like a bunch of soldiers coming in and just having their way with. It's literally the whole aspect of wars happening and the men come in and their spoils are to loot and pillage. It's just like the Viking things. It's literally the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings come in, they dis they kill all the men and they have their way with the women. And the reason why it was so uncomfortable is they didn't show it directly, but they show the silhouettes of the characters as a shadow on the wall and they were having fun and laughing about it 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 was uncomfortable yes yeah and, and and it did and and i i i seem to remember me pointing out that i think that they did what they were trying to do oh yeah um it, and that, that world's nasty <laughs> <laughs> that world is stupid nasty and the whole idea there is why aren't the deities doing anything they're the gods they're supposed to help and I, I, but I, I, it seems like we had talked about it before then. And I, and I, my reasoning for bringing this up is mostly because I have gotten to the point where I almost, I don't care anymore. Just, just give me the story. 
If 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 you want to ta- uh, tantalize me, fine, tantalize me. If you want to um, go for shock value, fine, go for shock value. I don't care anymore. Just tell me a freaking story. I'm so sick of everybody telling everybody not what they can and cannot say. Yeah. I just I just want stories. That's what well, I I, mean, can, the, I am here for. I want stories. I sort of had that same kind of feeling. What was it last night or today? So we had Mr. Katensei episode nine air, and there's a certain character. <laughs> That was revealed in that show, and I I got a kick out of the fact that when I was watching the episode, she kept changing legs. Yeah, she I kept noticed changing that. legs, and I, was, I I literally felt like she changed crossing legs like a hundred times while I was watching it. So I decided while I was watching the show, I'm like, I'm totally gonna make a a counter, and I'm gonna count how many times she crosses it. I'm gonna make a video where it cuts all how the places that she does it. I'm I'm so curious. It was only six. Six? Really? Yeah, it was only six. It seemed like she was doing it constantly. It felt like 20. And I, I, I know. Literally, <laughs> I literally went back and watched through it again going, I gotta, I've, I had to have missed one. But anyways, um, I posted a video of that with a counter in the corner that counted up to six. And I posted on Twitter and I said something like, um, how many times did Hoshi uh, crossed her legs? I know you were all wondering. And um, I something like that. And I tweeted it. Got a lot of responses, like thousands of likes and like hundreds of, of retweets. And eventually I noticed that like my Twitter was trying to hide comments. I'm like, you know, it's typically somebody that's muted or something like that. And I clicked on the show more. And literally this guy is like, you are uh dude. You're absolutely a. Yes. And wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I don't even want to respond bond to this because usually those are like the conversations that just never go anywhere so it's though i've had plenty of comment not particularly that but i've had plenty of comments that are like super vicious and it's like i usually ignore it like this is just not worth my time to even talk about this but yeah of course a lot of people are replying to it saying dude she's like 22 (laughs) (laughs) but it's like one of those moments of like it's like that what you were just saying right there that's literally went through my head the other day was like I, I just don't care. Like, okay, I, I really don't care. Yeah. I don't care if I literally did show a character on there that was 16 that was an animated character that's crossing her legs 50 times. I don't care. It's funny. Move on with your life. It it It's almost that point. Every now and then I almost get to that point where you get that like little heat of criticisms or you see a lot of criticisms. It's not always it's you. Sometimes you see somebody getting hit with a lot of criticisms and you almost jump into that mindset of when do we get to that point where we are like the old anime fans where we just don't care what the general public thinks of us. We used to, we used to watch this stuff in secrecy, enjoy what we want to watch. We had the, cra- especially back in the 80s and 90s, there was some crazy violent and super mature stuff that we were watching. Yeah. And again, we joke about that aspect that we went to the blockbuster and it was in the kids section. Hell yeah, we watched that stuff, and nobody batted an eye. It was the most gory and over-the-top stuff. La Blue Girl. Hell yeah. We used to watch anything, and we didn't give an F. And we were kids, and we were teenagers. And I mean, I, okay, we, and we, we brought it up. get we, back to that point of, I don't care. It, we, oh, well, we, that's characters too young. I'm I sorry. I don't care. It's an anime <laughs> character, and she's a thousand-year-old vampire. I don't care anymore. I Get over it. I'm sorry. 
Rutsuzukadochi is pretty freaking gory, okay? Um, I'm sorry. Um, was it Basilisk back in the day? Basilisk Ninja was Scroll? really bad. Ninja Scroll was really freaking bad. Akira um, technically was pretty violent yeah, as well. Well, I was getting ready to to, to bring up uh, Battle Angel. If you look at, watch what ba- they did in Battle Angel, that was pretty freaking brutal. Um, it, the, the original version of... Um, but I mean yeah. that that was kind of what I liked so much about Eden Deities. It was that was it Eden Deities. There was something here recently. I think it was Eden Deities. Did I watch Eden Deities before Interspecies Reviewers? I think I did. Because I think I got the Blu-ray for the whatever one I watched first was that especially Eden Deities, because that was more an all-encompassing type of show. At some point that I watched something and I literally made a it was Eden Deities, I think it was. I I think I made a video and I was like, literally, I missed this. This show, this writer. It's the same writer, obviously. Um, does both Eden Deities, or originally did the original Eden Deities. Of course, uh, Maid Dragon's author took it over. Ko- Kokun was is redoing the manga, and then you have Interspecies Reviewer. Same person. They have zero filters. Everything you can think about, they're they're literally saying with Eden Deities, these are demons submerge themselves into human society. And they do whatever they want. The point there is, they have no rules. They have no morals. They don't believe in your, even the deities. They don't understand your morals. Well, they went in there and they pillaged the village and took all the women, did horrible things to them. They don't understand that they don't have a moral compass like we do. They don't understand that. That was the whole point of the story was to show you how terrible this is. And they don't care. And that's, that's the problem. So where do we go from there? That's the story. But it was that aspect of something like that that told me, you know, I, I'm fine with people being offended by Aiden Deities. Don't watch it. It's fine. You don't have to explain to me that you don't want to watch it. I'm fine with that. Just stop with this, you shouldn't watch it. I'm tired of it. I've, I'm at the point now where I've been through enough stuff in my life and struggles in my life. I'm going to watch what I want to watch. And I'm not yeah. going to want to watch what I want to watch. And I don't care to hear your opinion that you think a drawn 22-year-old character crossing their legs makes me like young people. Get a life. <laughs> I yeah. don't care about your opinion. You obviously went and checked that video, so obviously you were looking for it. Tells me something about you. Anyways, mm-hmm. we're going to get back in that argument. What was the question? Oh, do you think do you think Griffith from Berserk is a good person? Do I think Griffith? I'm just is... joking. I, oh, okay. I think that was like a spinoff from that whole idea of like the whole answering the characters and the outrage around Mashuko. But yeah, I, like I said, I think it's just people grandstanding, and I'm I'm tired of really giving it attention. Um, I'll make funny videos every now and then about it because I I find it funny laughing at it every now and then. But it is what it is. You're never going to change people's minds. That's I think the main key thing to take away. Don't bother trying to change our minds. You see the outrage, laugh at it, and walk away. It, you're never going to change our minds. That's what they're trying to shoot for. Um, like Anon and groups like that, they're trying to get their clicks about it. And just move on. The, 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 the definite sign, like I mentioned last time, was that whole aspect of how Anon blew up about Mashuko over those, lo- those two I think episodes. That- and then what happens after that? They're still covering the show. But all they're doing is talking about the synopsis. Like, they're not even commenting on anything that happens in the episode. This recent episode, episode 9, they kind of was getting into the aspect of uh, Sylphie and how isolated she was in that room. But it was a synopsis. You guys don't care about that show. Stop 
stop making articles on it. You know, you're just trying to get clicks. I think in a lot of cases, most pe- most of these people are flaring themselves out. They're they're they because of the fact that they effectively are eating their own. They're they're turning themselves off and yeah. eventually walking over to our side where we were right the entire time, and they'll figure it out. So yeah, <laughs> I think there's diehards that kind of stick with those types of things. But they're yeah, they're pretty much what's happening is exactly what happened with like gaming and stuff like that. Is that the the articles and stuff are being made to get clicks, and eventually people walk away from it. And they go to YouTubers and they go to people they trust on Twitter or whatever to get their information and, and entertainment. So all the better for me. I'll take your clicks. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's it. Thanks, uh, some Dumbaka and Graco for the great questions. So um, I'm, I'm surprised we only got two done. But that's what happens when we talk too much about Mashoko. <laughs> we'll just have to put a... We, we stopped ourselves from talking about AI, but now we got to do Mashoko now. We'll just put a block on that now. We might fall back into AI, though. Why the hell would we ever stop talking about Silphy, Roxy, and Eris? And uh, Norn. And Norn. And Norn. <laughs> and Aisha. And Ellen Lise. And Ghislaine. And Nina. And who else? Sarah's Oh, Lilia. Zenith. Gosh, I watched the first episode again. I'm like, oh my gosh, Zenith. I don't want to talk about that. Zenith, Zenith's so hot. She's milf. <laughs> so many good characters. Um, who else? Oh, Edis's mom. She was pretty hot. Edis's mom. She's she's pretty hot. Um, that weird bug girl in the Demon Continent. I didn't. I didn't dig her. The one that was a part of that one group that they swapped quests with at uh, in um, uh, Rikarisu. You're you're finding all kinds of characters. I didn't. The I bug remember. lady. You don't remember the bug lady? I don't remember the bug lady. Remember they they wanted they, they were higher quest level than them, so they were taking their quests and they were giving them their lower quests. And there was a bug girl that was with them, and they killed their boss guy because they were they were stealing the the cats because the god, man god said to go chase after the cat in the quest, take the quest for the cat, and they go in that cave, and there was three of them in there. And the one guy kicked Rudius. So I know the story you're sure talking about, him. but I don't remember. Don't remember a specific, the bug face girl. I don't remember a bug face girl. Oh my gosh. My gosh, Chris. I remember Eris was there. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What did Eris do? No, I'm talking about the bug girl. But no, what did Eris do? Chris. Focus. Bug faced lady. And remember the other guy was the one that was the tamer. She was the one that was, the, she had a saliva. In the novel, she actually had a saliva that would draw insects. And so when she was doing the quest for Rudius and them, she had this one quest where she was getting rid of pests inside of this kitchen, and she would use her saliva to draw them out. It was actually a really interesting story. And then Jalil was the other one. He was the one that really wanted to join, she wanted to make his own pet shop. And he got sidetracked doing this whole kidnapping thing, and then eventually, yeah, anyways. But yeah, Viscal, that was the, the insect girl. She's all right. She's she all right. Now, you want a babe? Rokari. Roxy's mom is pretty hot, too. Are, are, are you saying Roxy's we, mom has got it going on? We should, we should do like a, we should do a, <laughs> we should do a best girl tier list based on first two seasons. What do you, what do you think of Viera? This sucks because it's like, it's all about the novel. Like Viera and Shiera's story in the novel is so good, and they yeah, skipped they, they, all they, of it. They, they absolutely <laughs> they messed that up. All of it. 
Um, that was the the stupid thing is is that is the ha- like seventy five percent of that entire fight scene between uh, Rudius and uh, and uh, his dad in that that room is her just- was involved <laughs> with those two. Well, they showed them fighting because Jira she put up the she shot the water water ball. Viera was the one that was like hypnotizing him with his chest because she had the bikini armor on. He's just going, oh, oh crap, I get distracted. <laughs> They actually, they actually animated that really well. It kind of did that whole like hypnotizing aspect of her chest while she's mad because she's got her underwear on his head. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's um, Suzanne's great too, and Sarah. Anyways, that's that's that. And I want, I want, I want Kishidika to come back. I haven't seen her in forever. Yeah, that was going to be my next joke. Was uh, was this before? Lenny and Priscilla. Which is your which is your pick? You can't you can't talk about anything later on. Just what's? I guess you could pick it based on what you know. But oh, uh, obviously the dog girl. I'm 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 team Persina too. I've heard some. I I came into it expecting I was going to. I mean, Linnea, I absolutely get a kick out of. But uh, I I Linnea. just like her. I, and I think they pulled off her voice in the anime oh, so yeah. well. Like Persina's voice melts me. <laughs> She got that whole nano thing going on. They went, they went, they went with the nano tick, which is super cute. But now I, I do like, I like my cat girls, but I think there's just such a, there's such a drought of puppy I, girls. I just think we that those two, girls. I just think those two are just so well done as a duo, as a, a, duo. a duet of, of it, comedy it, routine. I, exactly. I, I, I loved them in the story. Thanks for helping us. It. Thanks for saving us from the Demon King. You could touch Lenia's chest. <laughs> yes, you could. T- wait, no, what? <laughs> I, I, I absolutely loved them in the in in the web novel. I, I seeing them in. I, I, I couldn't wait to see them animated. And now that I'm watching them animated, I love them all the more. So it's, it, they, they just they are so perfect together. And I just, I, you can't have one without the other. They, they just so perfect. Oh yeah, that's right, Ariel. Anyways, that's that's a talk of spirit anime cast. Like, we gotta stop. I'm pulling us right back into it. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this pretty much half. Uh, no, it was probably like a quarter of this podcast episode was talking about Mashoko. So, um, but people love talking about it or lo- love hearing us talk about it. So it's fine. I'll put timestamps so people can skip through the stuff. But anyways, we're talkspirit.com is where all of our links are. Social media links, way to get a hold of us. Discord link there so you can join a great community of people. We have like three or four. We have two channels for Mashuko, and then we have a thread that's just full on spoilers. So there's three places to talk about Mashuko. Anime onlys, the Mashuko Mondays novel readers, and then the full on spoilers novel section. So there's three ways to talk about it. So there is a fourth way, but it is invite invite only. only. Yes. You don't want to go that one. <laughs> Anyways, we thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed, and y'all take care. Oh,